Welcome to Customer Service Academy Radio with author and customer experience expert, Tony Johnson. Tony will share his vision for successful customer service, leadership, and business excellence, and speak to some of the most impactful leaders in business today. And now, here's Tony Johnson. Hello, everybody. Customer Service Academy is on the air. I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader, brought to you courtesy of IgniteYourService.com training and consulting. I will tell you, folks, still offering 45-minute free coaching sessions out there. And people keep asking me, why do you do this? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you offering these free sessions? Why are you constantly on virtual events with businesses? Why before you know the, the, the big travel restrictions and things got popped in and, and before COVID-19, why are you on the road, you know, 35 weeks a year, you know, helping people with their business? And I and I love that question. Why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? You know, and it's a question again I get asked a lot, and it's not about me. It's about helping businesses to be their best, to give customers and consumers and guests what they want, you know, when they want it, how they want it. And that's the secret sauce to growing sales and market share customer base. And it it ties back to one of my favorite things. I love to teach and I love to build business and I've been doing both for over 20 years. You know, and, and the one thing that, I, that I've always prided myself on, whether I was in a corporate role, whether I was in this training and consulting role that I do now, whether I'm coaching a, a new client or a customer, is I don't give up on people. I love the idea of follow-up, which I think is something we can all learn something about. We can all be better at follow-up. But what does you know, a business look like 30 days, 90 days, a year, two years after I've worked with them? That's what I care about. Because when you think about how cynical customers are right now, when you think about how important experience is to them, well, you can make that a superpower. And that superpower can be a competitive advantage delivering this great customer service. So in this ever-changing economy, that's why I do what I do. We are all in it together. And more than anything, I want to help folks build, grow, and thrive. And, And that's what I do what I do. And so... This week, I wanted to dig back in a little bit inside of the tenants of the great service comeback because, you know, we're we're at that place now where businesses have have opened back up and then they are they're they're constricting a little bit. You know, they're they're rolling back, you know, some of the openings at bars and and gyms and those kind of things. Capacity at restaurants going down seems like a a good time to, to come back and really review some of the pieces that can be most impactful as we all figure out what service is going to look like. And let me throw a couple of stats at you. So according to Facebook, 31% of small businesses in the U.S. are still not operational. That's a huge number. That is a big number of folks. Maybe you're listening right now. Maybe you're getting ready to reopen right now. Maybe you're figuring out what the next leg of your journey is right now. And I think that's important because the other stat that, that I saw that really does, you know, really does speak to me, it was from CB Insights. The reason that small businesses fail, the reason new businesses fail, 42% of small businesses failed last year because of lack of market demand. That means they were really trying to offer something that nobody wanted or it wasn't offered in a way or where or how people wanted it. And I think that's incredibly important because it's not like you can build it and they will come. You have to be satisfying a need or solving a problem. Otherwise, you're kind of dead in the water. So when I think about how we line all of this up, the great service comeback kind of experience model. Let's let's dig in a little bit on this because there's four key pieces that I want to talk about. Safety, hospitality, 
quality, and simplicity. Now, those are the four the four core ideas that are going to make businesses successful. So I want you to think about how you're doing in, in each one of these areas inside of your business because this truly is how you win with customers and how you grow your sales. So when we think about safety, have you embedded safety into every aspect of your business, truly looking to create that culture that prioritizes safety organizationally? Because that's really what we're looking for here. That's what customers are looking for. Customers know that their health and their security and their well-being are well in hand. And that really does feel an awful lot like that focus on going beyond clean to sanitized. And not just doing it, but making sure that your customers know exactly what you've done to keep them safe. And, you know, that's, again, sanitation and cleanliness, but it's also physical safety and security. If you are in a restaurant, that could be food safety. If you are in a retail establishment or a theme park or, or, or a restaurant, that could be the social distancing aspect. So there's so much that goes into making up, you know, the safety culture. And if you're looking for some best practices, you know, in the Central Florida area, a lot of folks kept their eye on the Universal Studio and Disney reopenings. And, and to this date, knock on wood, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now on my desk. There have been no related pieces of COVID-19 or coronavirus going back to the reopening of either Disney or Universal Studios. And, and I've visited the theme parks here already, and I will tell you their mask rules, the politeness and courtesy with which they ask people, but also the non-negotiable nature of attending the park with these safety precautions in place, they're non-negotiable. And, and they're doing a great job with keeping these things up. And I think we can learn a lot from that because there is service. But again, remember, nothing truly trumps safety when it comes to making sure that we take care of those we serve. And so that's the first piece. It's around safety. The second piece is hospitality. So I think when we, when we talk about hospitality, have you aligned your team's behaviors with your brand identity and, and the level of service that you are trying to accomplish? And that means this, this people-first approach Again, where you're aligning the behaviors with the training, with the business results, and, and that really is going to set a, a high bar for service standards that really do focus on kind of that personalized service, that, that customer-centric approach, that compassionate service. And, and customers not only expect service that's polite and professional, but that offer kindness and connection as well. And that's going to be key, particularly, you know, as, as we are in the middle of a pandemic, everybody is looking for bright spots out there in the world. Can you be that bright spot? Can you be a bright spot to a customer or somebody you serve? Because you never really know what's going on. But can your team, your leaders, your frontline associates, you, can you provide that moment that people will say, you know what, that made my day. And that could be anything from the, the dog bone you gave out at the bank because you saw that there was a chihuahua in the car, or it really could be the, the door you held open, the, you know, the elevator that you held, the extra smile that you gave somebody. Those things make a, make a huge impact. And don't think for a minute that just because you're wearing a mask, doesn't mean that someone doesn't know you're smiling because you can see it in your eyes. You can see it in those crinkle lines that go, you know, again, on either side of the eye as well. And you can hear the joy and laughter in somebody's voice. And so those things are really important. And customers are going to are going to think to themselves, gosh, I can count on service that anticipates my needs, treats me with respect, and really does think about what I'm going to need next. And that's a powerful thing when it comes to service. The third piece of this kind of four-legged stool, if you will, is around the idea of quality. And, and ask yourself this, are you creating value for customers? And are you delivering on that with consistency? Because anybody can deliver high quality once, twice, three times, 
But to consistently do that, to consistently deliver on that brand promise, on your product standards, on that great hospitality and safety, all of those things tie together to what people might call quality and value. And the marketplace is truly going to prioritize this idea of quality, delivered at a fair price, and, and with a certain level of trust that people are going to need. And so that's what customers are thinking when they think about quality. I can trust that I'm going to receive consistent quality and service when I go into this location, when I visit this website, when I pick up the phone and call the call center. I can count on getting that piece. And, and I think that's powerful because that, that level of, of consistency is so important. And that could be your streamlined processes. How do you do things? Are you communicating it well? Are you training well on it? You know, are you designing your locations and your websites to make sure that people are getting that quality experience? You know, on, on social media, uh, you know, as a part of your menu, if you're a restaurant, as a part of what you sell in your retail location or, or in your pharmacy or drugstore or convenience store, you know, are you walking through your physical locations and saying, okay, that makes sense. I'm validating that those, you know, shelves are stocked and I'm, I'm actually visiting my website and seeing what the experience is, or I'm, I'm ordering my product and testing that chicken sandwich or that hot dog, or, you know, I'm walking in and getting service from a, from a cashier and it all tends to be consistent and feels good. But that validation, you know, people always ask me, what is the best way to validate, you know, that quality is happening? And I say, test it you know, test it and try to break your processes, try to break your service model, try to see what your product is when nobody's looking. Those things, these these constant evaluations, walk through tests, you know, show your team, A, that you are in it with them, that you care enough to validate and check up on the process, that you don't just throw out a policy or a procedure or a product and never check on it again. That's kind of flavor of the month stuff. It's low, low level leadership. But when you get in there in the, in the front lines with the team, in the service area with the team and really see what's going on and experiment with it and validate, that is a great way to show that as a leader, you are very involved and that you are lending your endorsement to the fact that quality is so important. And then the fourth piece, simplicity. I absolutely think that ease of use is something that we forget about every now and again. And so ask yourself this, are you delivering your service in an effortless and timely manner? And that's important because, you know, if you think about it, you know, speed of service and timing has become so important to customers because time is like currency. Time is valuable. It's the one thing there's never enough of and there won't ever be any more of. You know, we've only got so much time. And so when you make things easy, when you reduce your customer effort, that, that allows them to say, you know what, they saved me a little bit of time and effort and headache and I can take that and I can use it to do something else. I didn't have to wait in line here and now I can go do something fun. That's, that's time that I got back in my life. And businesses that do that will really be rewarded. Customers are looking for businesses that reduce friction, that reduce that effort, that are, that are again on time, that they don't have silly policies that just get in the way. I was at a doctor's office the other day, and this this doctor's office really was great. I really did enjoy them. They were a, a new doctor that I was trying to get service established with. But when I was filling out my paperwork, I probably put my address, name, phone number, email address, no fewer than 10 times. And I thought to myself, every time I filled out the same stuff, I thought, you know what, this is because it's going to make it easier on them when they put the information into the system. This probably follows along with their keystrokes or whatever, but they were making their lives easier 
and making my life as a customer harder. And I'm sure there was a reason why they did it. But if you think about that, if you've ever run across a silly policy, did you really care as a customer? Did you really care that you were making the life of the business easier? Or did you kind of frustrated that they were making your life harder? I can tell you, as I kept writing my address over and over and over again, I just got more and more frustrated with the process. Because what you want your customers to say is, I like doing business with this company because they're easy and they're reliable and and customers will always take the path of least resistance. And this is a great way to make sure that people want to come back because it's so much harder for them to find somebody else to do business with. So if you don't give them a reason to, if you make it easy, you make it reliable, you make it trustworthy, people are going to want to keep coming back and that's what you're really looking for. So think about how you're setting up your stores, your websites, your call centers. What does your speed of service look like? Again, what are your training pieces look like? Do you have your team trained to really deliver? And and that could be, you know, even reaching back into the hospitality piece. Have you trained your team on what the steps of service are? Have you trained your team on how to fix a problem? Have you trained your team on how to determine, you know, from an empathy standpoint, what are the facial cues and the body language cues of someone who needs help or who is frustrated or who is happy so that they can work off those cues and then serve even better? So again, that just makes customers' lives so much easier. And and so I think consider that, this whole idea of simplicity. And, and, you know, remember, if you're looking to build any of these pieces in, I've got a lot more information on my website at igniteyourservice.com, or you can actually go to amazon.com and order my book, Together We Serve, which is available on Amazon, ebook, audiobook, and also paperback. And I talk about a lot of these topics in there, but more importantly, how to operationalize them and bring them to life. Or if you're looking for some virtual online training, igniteyourservice.com slash training, any one of the keynotes and workshops and training sessions that I offer there, we can still do those live with proper social distancing, but we can also bring those to your organization virtually as well. So please shoot me an email at Tony at IgniteYourService.com if you'd like to talk about a virtual experience, keynote, or workshop for your organization. Now, the reason all of this stuff matters when we think about, you know, this great service comeback model and all the pieces I've talked about is because many of these, like safety, are what I like to call price of entry pieces. These are pieces where people expect them, they are non-negotiable, and they may not be a reason to say, yes, I will do business with an organization, but they are absolutely reasons people say, no, I don't want to work with those folks or I don't want to go into that business. So safety and hospitality fall right into that. They are expected. People want safe locations and they want people to treat them well. Now, you can start moving into differentiator when you start looking at anticipatory service and removing hassles and service that feels kind of like magic because you're thinking about what customers need next and you connect on a personal level. You can start to move those into into differentiator sections. And then when you start to really put it all together, safe location, delivered with hospitality, consistent quality, and an easy, simple way to use, now you've moved into these places where you start to delight and amaze your customers. And that is where it gets very hard for them to want to think about doing business with anybody else. And that's truly what you're looking for. Because when I hear that idea that 42% of businesses fail, because they did not connect to a direct customer need. That's why I think this framework is so important. This is what customers need. They want a safe location, treat me well, give me a good product and make it easy. This is how you ensure that you are aligning what you have to offer with what your customers need most. And that's why I'm such a believer in the Great Service Comeback Framework. So folks, we have hit the end of our show today and it has been such a pleasure spending this time with you. Please remember, we are in the middle of the great service comeback. Everybody is watching the war for sales and revenue and customer loyalty is at its peak right now. Please make sure that you are there to win. 
So remember, keep your customers at the center of everything you do because that is where the most amazing things are possible. Thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you next week. This has been Customer Service Academy Radio with Tony Johnson. Tony is available to speak at your event, meeting, or workshop. Have a powerful customer-focused day.